Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode number seven. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Today's question comes from Leah. She asks, My daughter is nine years old and doesn't seem to have any friends. There are girls in the neighborhood we carpool with, kids she goes to school, gymnastics, and temple with, but she doesn't seek these kids out on the weekends or after school. At recess or on the weekends, she prefers playing by herself. Her brother, on the other hand, is always with friends, riding bikes, skateboarding, and has an active social life. I'm worried that my daughter isn't going to have close friendships. She's very opinionated, strong-willed, and doesn't like to compromise. So I understand why other kids may not choose to play with her. She doesn't seem as bothered by this as I am. She likes to read and be by herself while I'm the one scheduling playdates. How can I make my daughter make friends? Well, the parent educator answer for this one is that it sounds like you're doing everything you can to support your daughter's friendships. I mean, it's wonderful that you've arranged so many opportunities for her to socialize and become familiar with other kids. Between the ages of about three to nine, most girls develop friendships based on proximity and convenience. They don't discriminate easily and are usually happy to play with whoever's happy to play with them. Birthday parties can be huge during these years because it's so hard for kids to choose which friends they like the best. And that's just typical. Between the years of 10 to 12, when puberty begins, girls tend to want a smaller, more intimate group of friendships that they can build closer bonds with. Developmentally, they are practicing intimate relationships by creating a more manageable group with girls they feel comfortable with. It's common in these years to have hurt feelings as girls get edged out and left out while best friends are created. It is also normal, however, for some girls not to be interested in forming these intimate relationships. In every class, there's always at least one girl who's happy to play with whoever shows up or eat lunch with whoever wants to eat lunch with her. She doesn't mind hanging out with a different kid every day or none at all. These kids are valuable assets for those who have been recently rejected by their friend group. From what I hear in Leah's question, there are at least five perfectly healthy reasons why her kid might not like playing with other kids. Number one, she hasn't entered the stage yet of wanting an intimate friendship or friend group. Number two, she may be the type of kid who's comfortable with acquaintances rather than close friends. She just doesn't have that same need, and that's okay. Number three, she is exhausted from being around kids all day long and needs time alone to recuperate. I want you to think about this for a minute. At nine years old, you are rarely alone. (laughs) You've got kids at school, these activities, and you're carpooling, and she's got a sibling, so she's got a brother in the house. It's really a lot of time to be around other kids. And some kids get exhausted and drained from that. Number four, it's more important for her to be able to hear and execute her own ideas while playing than to expend energy compromising and explaining her thoughts to others. 
Now, this is really important to know. Some kids need to hear their own ideas. And when they're sitting in school listening to their teachers talk and the curriculum and reading, you know, other people's thoughts and ideas and opinions, they need that space to hear their own thoughts going on inside their head. And this might be a scenario that Leah's dealing with with her daughter. And number five is that she hasn't found a friend yet that allows her to fully be herself. And that's pretty normal. You know, sometimes if to find a right match for you where you get to be you and you're accepted by another person, that's magic. And you need a lot of exposure to a lot of different kids in order to find that. Kids who have strong ideas and opinion often can enjoy the company of younger children. So keep this in mind. Leah might be focusing on her daughter making friends her age, but younger kids can be very excited to have the attention of a big kid, so much so that they're willing to compromise more than their peers are. So little kids love the creative ideas that big kids can come up with, and they don't mind being told what to do. Older kids can make great babysitters or mother's helpers, and then that kid gets to play the role of leader, boss, director that they were born to play that maybe their peers don't like quite so much. So that's the parent education answer. The life coaching answer is we want to kind of dive in to see what is being triggered in mom, because this can be a really big issue. When our kids don't have meaningful friendships, it's a big trigger, especially for moms who place a high value on friendships or have struggled with friendships in their past. It's really easy for moms to see that their child doesn't have great friendships and to futurize and catastrophize this. They start imagining that their child will never have friends and they're going to be sad and socially rejected all through adolescence. Moms can worry that their kids may always struggle to make friends and believe that this is a huge problem that needs immediate attention and intervention. So you really want to take a look at what am I making it mean that my daughter doesn't have great friendships. And oftentimes it means, moms are making it mean that there's something I should do differently. I need to do more. This is a problem that I need to be involved in. And it's a struggle because there isn't a whole lot mom can do. But first, we want to take a look at the problem that is currently presenting itself. We cannot fix a problem in the future that hasn't happened yet and may never happen. So trying to do so will make us crazy. The circumstance here is that Leah's daughter is nine. She hasn't entered puberty yet. She likes reading books, which is a solitary activity. We know she doesn't seek out play dates. Okay, we can Be curious about that and take a look at that one. She is surrounded by family members and family acquaintances almost every moment of every day. She prefers to play by herself at recess, after school, and on weekends. So that's what we know to be true right now for her at this age. So we want to take a look at what mom actually has control over. Can she make her daughter make friends? No. But she can arrange playdates, carpools, neighborhood gatherings. So her daughter has exposure to other kids and becomes familiar with the people in her life. You know, it's important for her to kind of understand social mores. She may choose to participate or not, but at least she understands what she's getting herself into. 
Mom can sign her up for summer camps, gymnastics classes, but how her daughter interacts with the kids while there is not within mom's control. One thing we mamas do have control over is how we interpret our kids' social relationships. Without meaning to, Leah might be communicating the idea that there's something wrong with her daughter because she doesn't have the quality and quantity of friendships that her brother has. Or her daughter might just pick that up on her own, like recognize that her brother's different than her and there's something wrong with her. So we want to imagine that there's an introverted mom out there in the world who loves to read, who loves to be by herself, and sees nothing wrong with her nine-year-old avoiding social interaction. Can you imagine that there's a mom out there who doesn't think that this is a problem that needs to be solved? It just kind of helps it put it in perspective when we think of it as somebody else's child. When it's our child, we feel like, oh no, there's a problem I need to fix and I should be worried. But we have no idea how this nine-year-old girl's social relationships are going to change with puberty, during middle school, during high school. It is such a time of rapid development and change. We don't know what the future is going to bring. After a day of obeying teachers and following their curriculum, she might have a higher need to listen to her own voice or direct others and tell them what to do or just to dwell in her imagination. It has never been easier to find one's tribe than it is today. So if you don't feel like you fit in with the tribe of people around you, then Meetup, Tinder, and YouTube will help you find your village and connect you with people who appreciate your authentic self. So rather than thinking this is a problem that needs fixing, mom can try thinking thoughts that make her feel more at ease. She is surrounded by people that love her. She will find her people someday. She is so true to herself that when she finds someone who likes her, they will really genuinely like her. I think that's a good one because I grew up as such a people pleaser trying to like adapt my personality to fit other people in hopes to make everybody in the entire world like me. (laughs) And I've learned that if I'm just myself and true to myself, then when people like me, they actually genuinely like the real me and I don't have to fake it so much. So another thought that mom could think is if she's okay playing by herself, I can be okay with it too. I've done everything I can think of. The rest is up to her and just letting go of the things you don't have control over. If she wants better friendships, she'll be motivated to compromise. You know, motivation is key when it comes to friendships because if she wants better friendships, she'll be motivated to compromise. Motivation is so important. We can't make her want to make friends, but if she's motivated to make friends, that's a totally different story. In fact, if your daughter, if you have a daughter or a son who doesn't have great friendships and wants great friendships, right into the show (laughs) and go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question. And it would be great to hear from someone whose kid is struggling with their friendships and is motivated because it's a great other topic to talk about. When mom feels at ease with her daughter's social dynamics, then it's easier to communicate the message. There's nothing wrong with her the way she is. This gives her acceptance and belonging, which is the whole point of friendships in the first place. 
Today's supermom kryptonite is worrying. I used to think that good moms worried about their kids, and I was a good mom. It seemed like it was the opposite of neglect. But when my worrying turned into anxiety, I knew I had to make a change. What I've learned is that worrying is terrible for kids. They don't like it. It makes them want to run in the other direction when mom puts their worries on to them. Or it makes them pick up on the worry and become fearful. And we don't get to choose what they worry about. They just kind of start learning how to worry. So we don't want to model that for our kids. But it also robs us of our ability to enjoy our lives. Worrying is really imagining bad things happening. Focusing on everything that can go wrong will drain our energy and keeps us from appreciating when everything's going right. Once I stopped worrying, I was floored at how much more productive I was throughout the day, how much more energy I had, and how relaxed I was able to feel. Like when it was time to relax and kick up my feet, the level of relaxation was so much deeper. So releasing worry is a huge uh, boost to your energy, and worrying is a big supermom kryptonite. But today's Supermom Power Boost is yoga. Now, of course, all exercise is good for us, but yoga seems to be especially beneficial for overworked, exhausted mamas. My theory is that yoga turns your attention inwards. With kids around, your attention is constantly being pulled outside of yourself. Even when we aren't with them, we think about them. We talk to our friends about them. We talk to our partners. We listen to podcasts about them. We get annoyed with them for leaving their messes all over the floor, even when they're not even home. Yoga brings your attention into your body, focusing on the subtleties of movement, muscles, positioning, and breath. This forced self-attention and flowing movement re-energizes us in ways beyond a typical workout. In my opinion, yoga is one of the best, fastest, most reliable energy boosts I've ever discovered. I do not say lightly that yoga saved me. (laughs) I think it's just the best. So if you haven't done a real legit yoga class, I highly recommend it. Today's quote of the day, do not anticipate trouble or worry about what may never happen. Keep in the sunlight from Benjamin Franklin. Thanks so much for listening. I will love you and leave you. Take care. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question, and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email, and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.